Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. On this podcast, we love to talk to advisors about their career paths, what they've learned, and who they've gleaned from to become who they are. Usually, it's with an advisor who has had a long career and has had many experiences to talk about. We're going to do something different this time. We're talking to an up-and-coming next-gen advisor whose career is rapidly advancing and helping the next-gen make smart investment choices. Please welcome Paul Lee, an advisor at Kingswood US. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for uh, having me. So tell us a little bit about your path from early life, what your greatest influences were and, you know, who they came from. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, in uh, Southern California when it was all just farmland. Now it's just a bustling city. But, you know, I grew up as an only child, but I was raised by a community of families. I was uh, friends in a rat pack of friends and my parents, anytime they had some sort of, uh, discipline or a guidance or a plan. It was a, a, a quorum of conversations with other families to figure out, okay, this is the best route. So I never got the fun, you know, spoiled experience of being an only child, which I, I kind of regret. And I also kind of cherish as well. So it was really nice. I learned a lot of sharing equality and work ethic. And so um, I had paper routes in the neighborhood. I knew all the neighbors and that's kind of what kind of groomed me, I think, as, as a youth. I remember Southern California where you are in those times and it's, it looks nothing like it did 20 years ago or so. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I grew up, my neighbor was the, uh, the mayor of the city. Uh, the police sergeant was the, uh, the baseball coach. My mom constantly got a rolling stop by the coach uh, saying, Mrs. Lee, how many times do we have to tell you you got to come to a full stop, <laughs> but we'll see you at the Friday game and we'll see you for pizza afterwards. So it was, it was a really nice environment back then. It's still nice now, but it's, it's a completely different experience. What led you to financial services? It's not a career somebody usually strives to get to. Uh Honestly speaking, I actually studied and planned to maybe go to law school. And so I even interned at law firms and, and that really kind of um, solidified the fact that it just didn't fit my interest. So um, I, I, uh, I knew that I, I had a skill for conversations or, or just an affinity to that interest. And so I started in finance um, on the loans and mortgage side. And as I worked with clients, I realized that I really enjoyed the collaboration um, with clients and solving problems and, and planning. So it just kind of makes sense that if I was on the debt side of the ledger, moving on to the asset management side kind of made sense. Was there a specific way you trained yourself for a life of advising clients about their finances? Or was it through that start that you just evolved to where you are now? It just happened that at, at the beginning of my career, there was financial challenges in the early 2000s. And so through my networking connections, I uh, ended up at a, uh, a wirehouse. So uh, a wire for people that don't know, a wirehouse is like a major institutional bank, like a Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. So I was there in a team. 
you know, the experience itself of just uh, cutting my teeth at a bank like that um, helped me learn more that I wanted to be more of a fiduciary <laughs> instead of trying to really sell products and, and really kind of put a, uh, a round peg in a square hole. And so that's kind of how I transitioned. I went in-house at a, uh, uh, at a TD Ameritrade and it really was nice to truly collaborate with a client and find the solution that was really in their best interest as a primary focus, not a, you know, a secondary focus. And, and this, you know, progressed for me to move on into a registered advisory firm and then, and then now transitioning finally to uh, Kingswood. So wirehouses get a bad name, but there's also learnings you get there um, in, in about different products, about different services, about working with clients, and then moving down to TD Ameritrade in a different kind of way. Um, talk a little bit about those learnings that you, that you got. Yeah. I mean, I, I do not regret, regret the time that I spent at a wirehouse. I think just learning what the entire financial environment is like, uh, understanding, um, what the motivations of a financial institution are, what the motivations of a client are. And sometimes those paths do not cross. And so being an advisor in that environment, you had to navigate the, the, the mandates and the goals on both sides and try to get to a right conclusion. I think for me personally, it just ended up a better fit for me to really have a single focus and then um, uh, the well-being of the institution as well as myself was really predicated on the benefits of the well-being of the client. And ultimately that's more of a longer dated kind of a, a vision, uh, granted financially possibly at the beginning, not as lucrative, but it's really like planting a seed and seeing that plant and, and watching it grow over a long period of time. And that, I think that's what's happened for my practice. What have you discovered is your sweet spot in working with clients? What I've really find, found rewarding is, is the fact that I can actually take things and concepts or misconceptions that people may have had and limited their ability to reach their goals or find new paths, uh, to put that into a really bite-sized and, uh, and, and comprehensible basis. Uh, I think the things that I've done uh, to really work with clients is um, helping them identify all the different areas of risk or the features or benefits, not just what they were stuck focusing on. And to do this, you know, I find ways to explain complex concepts using analogies, stories, examples to bring a lot of clarity and understanding and allowing myself not giving them the advice, but also just collaboratively letting them land on the solution and the decision. And so that's been very, very uh, rewarding. It's a big responsibility working with clients, having the responsibility for their assets, their dreams. How do you reconcile that with living a you know, carefree life or sleeping on a soft pillow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as I mentioned before, um, one of the challenges that I always had, and I think I was just kind of built uh, just growing up, just knowing that, you know, it's, it's got to be fair on both sides. So just being a fiduciary really helped out. Uh, but then as a fiduciary, sometimes you get pigeonholed that you, it, you know, being compensated properly isn't in the client's best interest. But really, if you look at the entire totality, uh, being compensated in both ways and being a hybrid has been rewarding now that I'm at Kingswood uh, Advisors. Um, it's really nice that you can 
give the client the perspective that if it was me, this is how I would actually build this. This is how I would like my my uh, um, advisor to be compensated to benefit as well. And and really, I think that's been the balance is that where you're not just making decisions. Uh, a lot of times when I'm meeting with clients, I, I tell them, you're going to have to work at this as well, because I could just give you the answer. But the problem is, is if I just give you the answer, you go to a cocktail party or you go to your church meeting or groups and friends and they say, boy, why'd you do that? And you say, I don't know, that guy Paul told me. I don't think that holds enough weight. So I'd like you to be well-versed and make that decision, but I'm going to guide you with all the tools to make that. And that's been really helpful in my practice. Okay. Let's talk about your transition. You were at a bigger firm and decided to look through it for a new partner. What went into that thought process? Yeah, you know, so after leaving TD Ameritrade, the reason why I left is I was uh, recruited off into uh, the IRA uh, um, world. And so I was with uh, a pretty sizable RIA, and then I got plucked by uh, a big global financial group. They were looking, they had multiple lines of business in different areas of finance, and they were looking to build out their wealth management practice in the U.S. So I, I headed that and started working that. The challenge that I had was that their mindset and their philosophy of investing in client focus was not in line with really the, the rules and laws of, of the U.S. It was more of an international uh, kind of a brokerage, a pure brokerage kind of situation. So as I was uh, working there, a lot of challenges over multiple years that I was there, um, it ended up being something that we said, hey, you know, it may make sense to sell off, you know, the wealth management practice to another more experienced and more uh, a focused uh, firm on, on just that discipline of business. And so I got introduced by a compliance group. So surprisingly to have a compliant outside compliance team recommend a broker's deal, that has some weight. So mm-hmm. I ended up... Uh, um, um, engaging in that conversation. And then Kingswood was just a great fit. Their advisor uh, um, focus, their client focus, their reach, their experience, a lot of those things and their philosophies and how they grew out of acquisitions of previous firms. It just really fit for not only continued business, but ongoing growth. So when you were looking around, what were what was important to you as you were looked around and and at partners at Kingswood at other places? Yeah, you know, I looked at several other firms, but what ended up happening is some firms really focused on just one area of business. And so being an advisor and a fiduciary for a client, it's almost like if you had a a tool belt or a toolbox, you don't want to be limited on what you could put in your toolbox to help your clients. And so I found that over time of having those conversations and engagements with other firms, everything was great, but they just did not do this side of business or they didn't focus on this. So it was very limiting in that respect. And if that's limiting, then I'm limiting my resources to my clients. And that just really wasn't a growth perspective. At Kingswood, it was nice to have all of those different arms of our practice available and focus. And since I actually run a philosophy of a bucket type of strategy, where I need resources that I can put in different buckets for clients based on their goals and risk, uh, Kingswood's uh, uh, you know infrastructure was really optimal for what I was looking for. Okay, the transaction has concluded. You're there. You're up and running. Um, what does the future hold? What, 
how excited are you and what are your goals moving forward? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, not only am I focused on trying to grow, but knowing that Kingswood is working so hard to grow themselves as well, it really is motivating as they continue to um, look for new horizons and, and new hills to conquer. Um, it really is great for myself because I'm building my practice, but as they build their team out, more advisors can be with me as well and I grow. So it really is a collaborative, collaborative process that um, I, I'm looking very, very positively towards. And all this means good things for your clients. Yeah, it's only more for my clients. Uh, you know, immediately as soon as I joined Kingswood, there are a lot of resources that I didn't have in my other firm, and uh, those resources really came to fruition and were consummated for my clients immediately. And so they saw the fruits immediately on this tree that I planted with Kingswood. Great, Paul. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Uh, the best way is to either uh, by phone or also just by email. A lot of times my, e my email has my calendar link, but uh, plee at kingswoodus.com and just uh, uh, schedule either a call, a short call or even a Zoom. So anyway. That's great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Paul. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. And please follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all at advisorpedia.com. For everybody at Advisorpedia, Jakey Beard, our production person, we thank you for joining us. This is Doug Heikinen.